Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Oh, okay, we've been talking for the last couple of weeks on how to end the year strong and create momentum towards the new year. Um, we talked about last week the fact that this is the time of the year that tends to be most overwhelming for people because of everything going on with the holidays and the pressure of closing things out before the end of the year and the pressure of achieving the goals that were so far behind and there's so little time left in the year. But also a lot of us are already thinking about the new year and the goals we want to set for next year and the new things that we want to do next year and the new experiences we want to experience next year. And I think that makes this time of the year really overwhelming. And I was inspired by someone else to do kind of a life reset before the beginning of the year. I heard this person doing something similar to what I'm going to explain to you at the beginning of the year. And I thought, no, this is the right time to do that. Because what happens when we start a new year? As I said before, we pile on more things on top of the things that we already have as if we didn't have enough. And I think if we want to start 2023 from a place where we can freely dream and set goals and ambitions for ourselves and um, make a list of all our new year intentions and the things that we want to do differently or do more of or start in 2023, we need to begin by making some space and tidying up our life a little bit before we add more things to our plate. Otherwise, we know what's going to happen, right? What has happened before. That January 1st, we start with this burst of energy and motivation to do all the things that we want to do. And we quickly burn out and we give up on those goals because it was too much. It was just too much. So the process that I'm going to break down for you basically is focused on helping us reset our lives, our space, our mindsets, our habits, so we can enter 2023 instead of feeling overwhelmed, feeling more calm, uh, being our lives being less chaotic, having more clarity, and having established a foundation to start building upon in the next year. So that's what this little exercise is about. And for me personally, I started it this week and I'm planning to do it through the month of November. This is going to be like my theme for the month of November on top of 
gratitude, of course, because it's the month of Thanksgiving and what a better month to focus on gratitude, um, even though gratitude is my theme every single day, every single month. But this reset is going to be my theme for the month of November. So I am breaking it down in a way that it's not creating more of a workload and making me feel even more overwhelmed than I'm right now. But by breaking down in little pieces every week, it's going to be manageable. And um, yeah, that is my plan. Because I know one thought that came to my mind, and I'm sure it might be coming to yours as well, is Carolina, last week, we just talked about feeling overwhelmed and needing to do less. And now you're telling me to add more things to my to-do list. And that was my first reaction when I was excited about this little reset exercise. But then I told myself, no, this is perfect because I can break it down through a period of a full month or even two months. I think December, it's just not going to happen. So I'm focusing on November. And you'll, you, you'll find out that while you're doing this exercise, you can be multitasking. I am totally against multitasking, except of a few exceptions. And one of them is this. All the things that I'm going to share with you, you can do while listening to a podcast or an audiobook or putting on some music and making it fun. This exercise can be a way to escape from all the stress and find a little time for yourself, for your personal growth while you're listening to that podcast or audiobook, or to have a time to just have fun and make it kind of like a game. So I want to start by saying that because I know that that thought might be crossing your mind in the same way that was crossing mine. And I'll tell you, I started this week and uh, I did a combination. I started the first portion of this reset while I was listening to an audiobook and I had not had the time to sit or listen to that much of an audiobook in a long time. So it felt really good. And then another day, my brain was so fried that I just put music and I was kind of having a little dance party while I was doing this. So here we go. As I said, this challenge is focused on helping reduce the chaos in our space and in our life to identify opportunities of things that we can organize, we can clean up, we can reflect on whether do we even need them and reduce the stress that we have so we can start 2023 from a better place, a better foundation to start building up upon it. So the first part of this is our physical space. You know, I work from home and you would think, oh, you work from home. Your house is always clean, is always tied up. The fact that I'm working from home doesn't mean that I have any more time than anyone that doesn't work from home to keep up with my house. It just doesn't happen. I mean, meetings all day. I like to turn my camera on so I'm focused and present in what I'm doing. And I just can go do all these things throughout the house. Typically, the cleaning up of the house happens on the weekends. And um, 
I also want to have a little bit of rest and time to recharge on the weekends. So that being said, I think that having a space that is organized, that is inviting and calm, it really helps to set my mood, right? If my house is a disaster, I tend to be more stressed than when my house is organized or my space, even starting with my office, for example. So this process starts by tidying up your whole home, right? Tidying up your home is a way, um, you know, that you would do a cleanup typically. Like if you do a spring clean, this is like the same thing, right? You want to start with a fresh slate before you start, you know, digging into things and checking, you know, what you want to change or move or whatever, because that's where we're going. This is where this challenge is going. So first of all, cleaning the house and I'm breaking that down every week. I am doing one part of my house, so it's not overwhelming. And while I'm cleaning, as I said before, I'm listening to an audiobook or putting my favorite music. Then after I've cleaned my house, um, then I kind of take inventory of the different rooms of my house and I start to kind of go through each room and make a list of what are some pain points in each room. What are things that are pain points for me? And I'll give you um, an example. I have a box of toys in my office and I have a lot of cables like behind my desk that every time I see all the cables behind my desk, I cringe. Or, you know, I was I was doing the inventory of my living room and I felt like it doesn't have any personality. Um, so I made a list of all the different pain points and then I identify what are some actions that I can take to make that space more inviting. And this is something, you know, I've started to think about my intentions for the new year. I started to do my vision board for next year. I, by the way, I'm hosting a vision board party workshop on November 18th. I'll put the details on the show notes of this podcast episode if you want to do one for yourself. But one of the things that I want to focus on in 2023 is to have a welcoming space in my house. I spend so much time in my house and I want it to be welcoming. And right now, I don't feel it's welcoming enough. And that stresses me out, but I'm not doing anything about it either. And there might be things that I want to change or that they're, they need to get fixed. So I'm making an inventory of every room. What are the pain points? And then what are some things that I can do? And this just helps me to really put some, um, some action behind it in a way that is, I'm just not upset about something or something is stressing me out, but I know exactly how to tackle it. Doesn't mean that I'm going to tackle everything at once or that I'm going to do it immediately. But now I can have a plan and I can prioritize like in 2023, if I have to invest any money in my house, 
this exercise is going to help me prioritize where do I want to invest this year in my house to make my house more welcoming, to fix things, whatever that is. And then the next thing that I do after I've done that is to set the tone. So basically, this is answering the question of what do I want to do more of next year? And how can I set my space to make it easier to do those things? So what are some habits that I want to install in 2023? Maybe you want to do more yoga or maybe um, um, you want to do more meal prepping at home or maybe you want to do exercise more in 2023. Now, how can you set up your space so it's conducive for those things? You know, in this great book, one of my favorite books of all times, Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the importance of your environment in helping you develop habits, right? So if I want, let's say, to meditate and I create a little meditation corner somewhere in my house, maybe in my office, right, where it's there and I see it. And every time that I see it, it reminds me that I want to meditate more. And it makes it easier for me to meditate because it's the space is there and it's welcoming and it's conducive. And I don't have to move things around or do anything, right? It's ready for me to just sit down and meditate. Um, I'm a terrible meditator, by the way, but I'm trying. I'm trying. So you get the point, right? If you want to exercise more, can you set up an area in your house where you have a space for that, right? Maybe today for you to work out, you need to move furniture around any, every time that you have to work out or you need to move things around. How can you create a space that is there, ready to go? So it's easier and you create re- less friction for you to do the things that you want to do. So that is the first part of this exercise. The second space that I desperately need to reset is my digital space. Here is where I spend more time, right? Equally or more than the time that I spent at home. And when I say my... um when I say my digital space, what I'm referring to is my computer, my phone, all of those things, right? It's, you know, you start by, for convenience, you save things on your desktop or you have files everywhere and things get out of control. Even though I try to be organized in my digital space, there's a lot that gets accumulated over time. So this is a great time to reset our digital spaces as well. So they're less chaotic, they're more calming, they're more conducive of us being more productive next year and feeling less overwhelmed. And it can certainly help in the remaining of this year as well. So here is what I do. I start with uh, my computer, both my work computer and my personal computer. And... First of all, I try to clean up and close out any unnecessary things in my computer. In my work computer, typically I have 
five to 10 tabs open in a given point in time. So the first thing is I close everything that I'm not currently working on. Because the more tabs I have open on my computer, the more stress that I feel. And then um, I clean up a few spots in both of my computers. So I clean up my my um, download file, you know, folder, sorry. You download so many things over time, like that it gets really, really crowded. And to be honest, how many times do you go back to the to your download folder? Like if you need something that something is important in that folder, you save it somewhere else. It doesn't stay there. Typically, it's a space that is meant for temporary holding of something, right? Um, this happens more on my personal computer than on my work computer, to be honest. But I clean that folder on both. I just delete everything in that folder. I maybe scroll through to see if there's anything that I really need. And then I delete everything in my um, in my downloads folder. Then I also clean up my desktop. I organize my desktop um, in a way that I have the things that I need most. What are the tools that I use most, uh, that I use on a daily basis um, for me, you know, in my personal computer, there are a few things like I use Canva for anything that I create related to my podcast, uh, like in social media. I have an app called Notion that I started using this year that I'm really, really loving. And actually, stay tuned because you're going to hear more me talking about this app. And then I have uh, Zoom. Um, I have Spotify because, you know, when I'm working in the creative space, I like to put some background music. So I have my Spotify in there. Um, and that's about it. That's all that I need, really. And then I have a couple of files that I use on a regular basis, um, like my digital planner, for example, is there. And I have a shortcut to a few folders that I use most often on my desktop. But typically at this point of the year, there's a lot of stuff in there. So I go through my desktop and I clean it up. I make sure that I only leave the things that I need and the things that I use most often. And the same happens at work. At work, just like in my personal computer, my downloads folder gets oversaturated with things. At work is my desktop. When I have to quickly save something that I'm working on and I want to continue to work on, a lot of times I save it on my desktop. And when it's a final product, then I move it to the respective folder. There's a lot of things on my desktop. So I clean up my desktop. And then as I'm cleaning up my desktop from all the things that I don't need, now it's, you know, it's, it's clean and it doesn't have too much stuff on it. The other thing that I like to do on my desktop is to change the background. Um, typically what I have as the background of my computer is my vision board for the year. So I, if, if that is in there, like in my personal computer, it was my 2022 vision board. I did not change it. Uh, but at work, I didn't have my vision board and I changed it to a desktop 
wallpaper that is inviting and calming, right? So like light color, something that is inviting and inspiring that creates the mood, right? Like I, I go to my desktop a lot. That's the truth. So, okay. And then other thing that I do is I do a backup of my file. So um, I have a, a external drive where I like to do backups of my files. So I do that. Maybe you use the cloud, whatever that is, do a backup. Um, you never know. One day something can happen to your computer. I've been there before and you lose everything that was saved on your computer. So I like to do backups on a regular basis. So as part of this reset, decluttering of my computer, I also do a backup. And then I delete my recycling bin that also I don't do often enough. So I clean that out. And then I go to my email. And I like to tackle both my work email and my personal email. And I tackle them slightly differently. Uh, I'm going to focus on my personal email. Um, so on my personal email, I archive any emails that are six months or older. Because I probably will not go back six months. So I just archive them um, depending on what email provider you use when you archive them. And I think this is true for all of them. When you archive something, you can still find it. It's just not in your inbox. So I take all of that out, out of my inbox. The equivalent in my work email is to create a detox folder where every item that is more than two weeks goes into that folder. Uh, I don't like to keep I would love to have a zero inbox, um, but it's getting harder and harder, I have to admit, because the amount of emails that I get is just insane. But I clean up my inbox, and on my personal computer, I use an app called Unroll Me. Um, a friend of mine shared this with me, and I love it because you can... Uh, basically, what it does is that automatically puts in a separate folder all the emails that you tell this app to do for you. Um, so a lot of like ads, like if I get emails from Target or Starbucks or, you know, all those like more like ad type of emails that Sometimes I like to look at and to know, you know, what is on sale on Target or what promotions are coming up at Starbucks or I don't know. Um, but I don't want them on my email because that is a lot to clean up. So on Me, basically you can tell what, what email addresses you want to automatically move to a separate inbox. And every day or every week, depending how you, you can you can program it the way you want, it sends you a summary. So it, you can see a summary of all the emails. And if you want to look at the whole content of a particular email, you can just click and go to that email. Otherwise, you see a summary and you know what's going on. And you can scroll it in all in one screen. And it's so easy. It's a huge time saver. It's called Unroll Me. And it's free. You don't have to pay anything for it. Maybe they have a paid version. I use the free version. 
and I love it. So one of the things that I do is as part of this reset, I go through and the same app makes suggestions of what email accounts you might want to add to Enroll Me. So I go and do that because there's a lot of things that are in my inbox that they don't need to be in my inbox. They can go to Enroll Me. So I do, I set that up. And it also allows you to easily unsubscribe from things that you no longer want anywhere in your email. So this is one thing that I think it's also very helpful to reduce the levels of stress, the amount of emails you have in your inbox. That's something that always stresses me when I see that I have a lot of emails on my inbox. So as part of this reset exercise, I unsubscribe to things that no longer serve me. There are things that whenever I subscribe to them, I was interested on, but I'm not anymore. Okay, so once I unsubscribe to all the things that no longer serve me, um, then the last thing that I do on my computer is organize my files. Uh, I make sure that everything is in its right place. So whenever I need to go and find something, it's easy for me to find it. That reduces the stress. Um, And that leaves my computer really clean and ready for the new year. And then I moved to my phone. And um, my phone, there's a lot that my phone needs, needs a lot of love at this point. But um, what I like to do is two things. One, on the phone itself, I look at all the apps that I have on my phone and I delete the apps that I'm not longer using. And, you know, I like to try a lot of apps. I'm the kind of person that uh, sees a new app, this new shiny object, and I want to try it, especially if it's a tool that is going to help me be more productive. And I end up having too many apps on my phone. So I go through all my apps and I delete the apps that I'm not longer using. Um, if I have two apps for the same purpose and I make a decision which one I'm I'm going to stick to and which one I'm deleting and I clean up my phone in that way. The other thing that I need to do more than once a year is to clean my pictures. Um, When I did this exercise last year, I had over 14,000 pictures on my phone. Yes, I have a problem with pictures. I take pictures of my kids every day, almost every day. I take pictures of everything. Um, I see something that I like and I screenshot it and save it on my picture so I can get back to it later. There's a lot going on on my pictures. So I used to do this manually and it would take me hours and I would be so drained from doing this exercise. But about uh, a year or two ago, I found this app. It's called Gemini. And actually, it's very funny because I was doing, I was cleaning up my pictures this last week. It took me, I don't know, 15 minutes at the most. And that is because I was being very careful to clean out 14,000 pictures down to 700. So right now I have 700 pictures on my phone. 
I had 14,000 last week. So what this app does is that it finds duplicate pictures and it suggests you which ones to delete. Um, it points out pictures that are very similar. So you may want to think about which ones you want to keep, which ones you want to delete. Any blur pictures, any um, notes or screenshots. I have a lot of screenshots, so that is an easy thing for me to clean out. So I do all of that. And then I back up my pictures in Google Photos. And then I go through my personal photos and clean it one more time using Gemini. It's such a time saver. And um, I think there is a free version. I have the paid version. This is one of the very few apps that I pay for a subscription. It's one, I only have a handful of subscriptions on my phone and this is one that is a great investment and is so inexpensive. I think it's $19 for the full year. And it's, for me, it's money well spent. Um, but I think they also have a free version. If you don't have as many pictures as I do, or you don't have to do sophisticated cleanups, um, I don't want to delete something that I really want to keep, you know, like pictures of my kids. So I make sure I have them somewhere else before I delete them from my phone. And this app really helps me to clean things up. And then also um, another thing that I like to do on my phone is I organize folders. So I, you know, how you, I have an iPhone, how you have different screens on your phone. So I don't have a lot of apps by themselves, only ones that I use like on a daily basis for like work or things like that. But then I like to create folders and the way I like to create my folders is based on roles. So I have a folder called I am organized and I have all my productivity apps in there. Another one that I call I am creative and I have all the apps that I use for like my pictures or creating things like that. I have um, a folder called I am rich. That's all my bank um, apps um, my insurance, all of those things. I have one that it's called, um, I love my house. I love my home. And I have like all the apps that control my home. Um, I have one called I am mom and I have all the apps for my kids schools. I have one called I am growing and I have all my personal development related apps. Um, I have one called I love traveling and I have like my, all my travel apps, like, uh, the airline apps, like my Uber, my Lyft, like all of those things in there. I have one called I am connected and I have like my WhatsApp and, um, messaging and all of that. I have another one called I am healthy and I have all the, the apps that support like my health. Um, so that's how I like to organize my phone in folders. That makes it easier for me to find things. Um, I need to, there's less of that scrolling right to left through all the different windows for all the apps. 
So that's what I do with my phone. Another thing I did uh, this year is I changed the background picture of my phone to something that is calm and inviting. Um, I know there are apps where you can even change like the icons of the apps to have like a particular pattern. I don't like that so much, but I did change my background to something that was more smooth and, and calming. And then the last thing is um, I like to be very intentional. So I do a social media audit and I mute or unfollow any social media accounts that are not longer bringing me joy. I remove any apps that distract me. Um, I either delete them or I hide them. So it's not as easy to get to them. So back to what I was talking about in the book Atomic Habits, where James Clear talks about how to create a new habit or how to stop a habit is if you want to create a new habit, make your environment conducive to support that habit like we did with with the home, right? In this case, with apps that are distracting, how can you put build resistance so it's more difficult for you to get to them? So I hide them instead of having them on my main screen. Um, and yeah, that's um, that's what I do on my phone. The other thing is I went to my Spotify. I use Spotify both on my computer and my phone, and I created new playlists of music that I can use when I am in deep work. Um, or just the playlist to lift me up. So I kind of updated my playlist as well. And then at the end, I reflect on what did I learn from doing all of this in my computer and my phone. And, um, you know, it's it's a lot of things. At the end, I, I realize that I accumulate things that I don't need anymore, that I can clean up my space in a way that is more calming, is less chaotic, less stressful, and that is um, very helpful. And then the last thing is reset my routine. So I do a lot of reflection around my routines. I love routines. I love my morning routine. I love my evening routine. I love all my routines because they help me be more productive. But sometimes we become victims of our routines. And I think it's important to review our routines on a regular basis. So I basically do an audit of my morning routine. And um, I ask myself questions like, what is my morning routine today? How do I want to feel in the morning? And what's my why behind having this routine or the components inside this routine, are these still serving me? Do I need to change them up? Um, and then what are things that are pain points right now that it will really help me if I created a routine around those things? Or what are routines that are no longer serving me that I need to stop? I don't want to have a routine just for the sake of having a routine. I want routines to serve a purpose. So um, I do a little bit of reflection of what my ideal routines would look like. Uh, like right now, I'm really looking into my evening routine and how do I shift things a little bit because um, I haven't been as consistent and 
it feels like a chore and not something that is helping me right now. So I'm looking at how I'm adjusting my evening routine um, because that is going to help me to have a better night's sleep and wake up more rested. And that helps with my stress levels and, 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 right? Sleep is so important. So it's anytime you invest in creating an evening routine is time well spent. So that is the little exercise that I am going through right now through the month of November to help me kind of lay a foundation, reduce the overwhelm, and help me start the year in a better place uh, where I don't have to worry about these things come January because I've already tackled them. And then I can think about what else do I want to add into my life? What do I want to invite into the new year? Um, So I hope this was helpful. Uh, If it was, please share it with someone. And I will see you here again next week for another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.